So first off, I want to start off with, um, I'm sure you guys, I don't know if you've noticed this yet or not, but we do a lot of back-to-back episodes in preparation for the following week. So we're still going to sound like shit today for this next week. We're still episode. sick. We're still sick. We're still fucked up. But I want to start this episode off with a general apology, because I know at some point in our career on this podcast, we will offend someone, and we don't want to be the Joe Rogans of Stuck in this Purgatory. So you know what? We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry for hurting you. We're sorry. We're sorry. I'm very sorry. So there's your there's your upfront apology for whatever we do in the future. <laughs> With that being said, <gasps> fuck everyone. <laughs> fuck you and fuck your mother. <laughs> Just think, in about 10 years, us talking butt stuff will come back to hurt us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, be like, butt stuff is bad. Yeah. Asodomy is illegal again. <laughs> You're right. That's what's crazy about the future of society. Or drinking beer. They're going to be like... <sighs> You guys can't listen to these previous episodes because all they do is talk about drinks, yeah. and uh, now that's not allowed. We can only we can only snort heroin and 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 do do crack. We just found out that hops is actually the weed of Satan. <gasps> all right, welcome back, Purgators, to stuck in this purgatory. I'm the still sick Chase. Also with me is my other sickos, Hunter. Butt stuff. Yes, that is sick. <laughs> that is very sick. Sick, my guy. You gross fuck. And Adrian. Sick, but still beautiful. <laughs> oh, those eyebrows. Swoosh, swoosh. Swoosh, swoosh. Swoosh, swoosh. Patreon special. <laughs> um, i give you a special. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, along those lines, um, we are getting more content, actually. To be fair. Uh, we are going to be rolling out some stickers. Good. We've got some coasters with our logo on it. Yeah, so please email us if you want some coasters or stickers. We've got some artwork that's coming through the pipes that I'm working on that we're going to put on some metal um, frames so we can send those bitches out if people are interested in those. We're currently writing a comic book. Chase is doing all the work. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know about that Honestly, one Honestly, though, we have I'm a... no DC Comics just no, let's, yet. <laughs> let's announce this, though. We have a growing list of ideas that we want illustrated. And if you are a Redditor or a listener that would like to contribute, we can't pay you yet, but eventually we could. And if you want to do some fan art, we'd, we'd love to yeah. shout you out. Yeah. We, we're still looking for Adrian's dysmorphia, so... You I know, haven't done that one yet. I will say, one of the Redditors messaged and was like, what did... Or he took a good guess at KFA. Oh, cool. And, it was Oscar. Uh, was it Oscar? It was Oscar. Oh, yeah. He did He did guess. Yeah, yeah he guessed. And uh, he said it was away from the keyboard, but backwards. <laughs> it was a good guess. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. You, you know, know, AFK, yeah. KFA. Who who did guess? Someone did guess it. Like one of your- That was my sister-in-law. Your sister-in-law. She, she, got, did, it, she got it right on the phone. Yeah, like list. real. She's like, has to do something with- Chicken. Say it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's Kentucky Fried Adrian. Yeah. 
And oh, that, wow. That's a first public announcement. <laughs> wow. All right. Wow. It's because of those thighs, baby. <laughs> you guys got to see these thighs. They are legendary. Uh, they're, and they're not so legendary anymore. He's been out of college for a while. Yeah, I don't have to catch. They still years. look really good, though. He does, my he, my he doesn't, calves, though. Oh, I mean, yeah. your whole legs in general look great. Yes. Okay, well, we're done sexualizing Adrian. <laughs> uh, I had an horrible thought. So we also are working on the intro. I am working on the intro, and it's taking forever because Adobe is too much. Adobe, I love you, but you put too much shit in your stuff, and I cannot figure it out. So as soon as we get the intro animation done, we are going to be releasing a lot of our videos. We're going to be more on YouTube. We're going to have more Patreon content. So... If you guys looked at our shit and you're like, nah, there's nothing you can offer me, we're getting there. Promise you. Or a little haunted dog park that we went to. Yes. What? A little teaser. A little teaser. Oh. Ooh. Pet cemetery. Ooh. Ooh. The real life one. Honestly, these ghost hunts are going to be legit, guys. I, I'm going to, a shameless plug, We need the ghost hunts that we did, we, we are doing and recording on Patreon are worth your time. You're worth at least your $5 to see it. Or is it $10? $15? It's 15. Sorry. You can't see unless 15. We might have to lower that, but we'll yeah. get there. We'll, we'll put it at 10 for you nice guys. We might. Maybe. Maybe. Might. We'll start off with 10. Yeah. And then we'll, then we'll go from there. Wow. All what right. are we talking about today, Chase? I don't even know anymore what we're talking about today. Well, we're talking about the great... <laughs> oh, we're going back overseas. Yep. This one's for you, Oscar. Foggy old, old London. London. Foggy old London town. I love Vegemite. London. Oh my god! How am I going to do this? How can I do an episode on London without a British accent? It doesn't matter. You know, I told you I'm going to be as American and white as I can be on this. I, Down. I, I will try and pronounce things right, but I apologize again. Back to my previous statement. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're very sorry. <laughs> We're sorry. Well, the history of London, the capital city of England, and the United Kingdom extends over two thousand years. Wow! In that time, it has become one of the world's most significant financial, and cultural capital cities. It has withstood the plague, devastating fires, civil war, aerial bombardment, terrorist attacks, and riots. Wow. That's a part, that's that's a good Friday night to me, my guys. <laughs> Say less, dudes. Well, we didn't talk about the um, the soccer fans out there. They are something else. Oh, oh. my God. Did you see the Sorry, Twitter video? The football fans. The Twitter video today about Cristiano Ronaldo. No. Yeah, they were making fun of him because he lost against something. I don't pay what? attention. To Leave him alone. And football. Uh, he ended. <laughs> football. Ball Let's be correct foot. here. Be Let's be London <laughs> PC here. Yeah, we're already too bad Ooh. with our accents. See, he's still sick. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no way I'm cutting that out. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. <laughs> well, either way, he he got pissed at the fans and like. Hit a phone out of someone's hands and they're making a big old deal about it. You know, this world pays way too much attention and money into entertainment. Yeah. It blows my fucking mind. But you that's can a give whole... us your Unless money. Unless you want to pay that's... attention to us. Maybe that's a side story. You know, you might eat the, those words, Chase, as we become more famous. When everyone's paying attention to you, like, what's Chase doing right now? I want to know. Is Chase going to Chipotle for a third time what this week? What a fucking <laughs> idiot. Why is he Dude, doing that? His be... asshole must be warped. I'm not even, we're, we'll be such Z-listers, I'm not even worried about it. You don't know, It'll my be guy. Like, you know, I'll, I'll be lucky to get a free drink at a local bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dream. Oh free my drink for my podcast. Like, oh, you listen to my podcast? Sick. Well, either way, the city of London is the historic core of the greater London metropolis. And is today its primary financial district, though it represents only a small part of the wider metropolis. The 
unsanitary and overcrowded city of London has suffered from the numerous outbreaks of the plague many times over the centuries. But in Britain as a whole, the last major outbreak, which is remembered as the Great Plague, occurred in 1665 and 1666 and killed around 60,000 people, which was one-fifth of the population. Samuel Peebies. It's a weird name. <laughs> Peebies. Yeah. Pe- Pips. I think it's Peps. 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 Pepsi. Pep- Pep- Pepsi. Pi- Papaya. Papayas. We're going to call them Papayas. Samuel. <laughs> Chronic. Chronicled the epidemic in his diary. On the 4th of September, 1665, he wrote, I have stayed in the city till above 7,400 died in one week, and of them, about 6,000 of them died because of the plague, and little noise heard day or night, but only tolling of the bells. Bring out your dead. Bring out your dead. Flack. <laughs> Bring out your dead. Flack. I love that scene. <laughs> I really do. The Great Plague was immediately followed by another catastrophe, albeit one which helped to put an end to the plague. On Sunday, the 2nd of September, 1666, the Great Fire of London broke out at about 1 o'clock in the morning at a bakery in Pudding Lane in the southern part of the city. Fanned by an eastern wind, the fire spread, and efforts to arrest it by pulling down houses to make fire breaks were disorganized to begin with. On Tuesday night, the wind fell somewhat, and on Wednesday, the fire slackened. On Thursday, it was extin- extinguished, but on the evening of that day, the flames again burst forth at the temple. Some houses were at once blown up by gunpowder. And thus, the fire finally mastered. Wow. The, f- <laughs> the fire finally mastered? Yeah, it kept going. It got to its highest peak. Uh, okay. You know, yeah, fuck, fuck the Black Plague. Let's just burn our whole city. Let's just, let's just hit reset. It's like you're playing the zoo tycoon, and you're like, ah, this, this, this is just a bad save. This no. is a bad load. Let's just hit reset. It's the original Sims. Yeah. When you tried to build your shit and like, oh, a fire came through. Now there's fucking aliens. Oh, yeah. cool. Now I got a tornado. Let's hit reset. You know, let's let's move on. Did you guys ever play Railroad railroad Tycoon? No. My dad and I used to play that shit. It was wild. And you get a train that crashed and your whole city would go into economic despair. And you're like, ah, fuck this. I'm restarting. That's how I think London dealt with all this. <laughs> the fire destroyed about 60% of the city, including Old St. Paul's Cathedral, 87 parish churches, 44 livery, livery company halls, and the Royal Exchange. However, the number of lives lost was surprisingly small. It is believed to have been at 16 at the most. Well, they just jumped into the water, I guess. Who fucking knows? Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I, at that rate, so many died from the plague, there probably weren't that many people around anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just hid amongst the bodies and they were fine. <laughs> Within a few days of the fire, three plans were presented to the king for rebuilding of the city by Christopher Wren, John Evelyn, and Robert Hook. Then, after all that great stuff, we move into World War II. <laughs> wow, that was quite a jump. <laughs> right? <laughs> Literally about, um, I don't know, 300 years? <laughs> wow. Well, during World War II, London, as many other British cities, suffered severe damage being bombed extensively by the 
Luftwaffe, the Luftwaffe, as a part of the Blitz. Prior to the bombing, hundreds of thousands of children in London were evacuated to the countryside to avoid the bombing. Civilians took shelter from the air raids in the underground stations. Well, either way, the heaviest bombing took place during the Blitz between the 7th of September and the 10th of May, 1941. During this period, London was subjected to 71 separate raids, receiving over 18,000 tons of high explosive. One raid in December December 1940, which became known as the Great or the as the Second Great Fire of London, saw a firestorm of engulfed much of the city of London and destroyed many historic buildings. St. Paul's Cathedral, however, remained unscathed. A photograph showing the cathedral shrouded in smoke became a famous image of the war. Can we just talk about a fucking city that's just getting destroyed? London's been through some shit. Not only like this kind of war and this kind of devastation, but just imagine all the medieval shit and the War of the Roses and the turf battle, the surf battles. And you, were you in my AP history class? Were you with that with me in that one? The German? I don't think so. Yeah, and all the feudalism that went on. London, UK is a crazy. It's just a crazy fucking place. Not only is it cool cultural melting pot, but they've they've seen some shit. Yeah, but they've also thrived throughout the years, so... Oh, yeah. I mean, they're still there, still kicking. They're still kicking it. And if I could do their accent, I'd give them a nice little quib, but I can't. <laughs> During this, having failed to de- defeat Britain, Hitler turned his attention to the Eastern Front, and regular bombing raids ceased. They began again, but on a smaller scale, within the Little Blitz in early 1944. Towards the end of the war, during 1944 and 45, London again came under heavy attack by pilotless V-1 flying bombs and V-2 rockets, which were fired from Nazi-occupied Europe. These attacks only came to an end when their launch sites were captured by advancing Allied forces. What a history. The amount of death within London and the city of London that it has faced over those 2,000 years. I didn't even scrape the surface. You know, I went over the plague. I went over World War II, but we didn't even go close. No, honestly, that's probably the problem. I think we're going to get fucking lit up by all the history buffs on this shit because especially World War II uh, war buffs and everything, we're fucked. Hey, we're sorry. <laughs> I'm a World War II buff. We're but, sorry. But let's, you know, let's just continue on to the, the, we're, the juice. We're not here about history. history. We're here yeah. about ghosts, goddammit. Well, I just wanted to talk about the death, okay? I was trying to give you a little bit of history. We all know there's full of death over there. Oh, there's death everywhere. There's We're probably sitting on an Indian burial ground right probably. now. Probably. Yeah, knowing where they put these houses and call Way to go, hey, Hunter. Way hey. to go, Hunter. I Why can't are you guys you doing this? this to me? Why do you guys keep cursing my goddamn house? <laughs> Schwab, I, I need you to take another up. piss. Mimic, go fuck with Chase. <laughs> go fuck with Chase right now. And whatever the hell's happened at Adrian's house, we don't know yet. We're, we're, it's it's still a, too new. Yet. It's a horny neighbor. <laughs> well, either way, we're going to talk about the historic landmarks within London, and I just wanted to say that if it's a historic landmark, it's probably seen all of these. Probably. Yep. I get why you put this stuff in here, buddy. I know what? I'm going to publicly appreciate you. Thank you for showing how much death is around London. Thank you. Yeah, well, Chase is just aggravated. Yeah. Jeez, well, Chase. Going to the, shun the non-believer. Shun. The Westminster Abbey, the, and it, its nickname is the most unnerving place of the city. 
I've never heard that. I'm <laughs> unnerved. Interesting. Westminster Abbey is one of the most visited sites of London. This is a historical church about 1,000 years old, located in the west of the Palace of Westminster. Formerly titled as Collegiate Church of St. Peter's, this Gothic structure is not only one of the most important religious buildings of London, but a popular coronation place and burial ground for the British monarchs. For more than a thousand years, Westminster Abbey has been the center of religion and ceremony for the monarchy. Originally founded in the mid-10th century, the church was rebuilt less than a hundred years later by Edward the Confessor. That sounds like a straight-up name from like Elden Ring or something. I want to like know. I was going to go. How badass do you have to be to have a nickname, the Confessor? What did he do to deserve this or, name? Or, or I want to see his always, outfit. Or did he always just confess his sins? That's what I'm thinking. I just see him walking around with a fucking staff and a sword, like long robes, just fucking people up. Okay, let's see. Let's do a real time picture of this dude. Oh, it's it's from a while ago. He's got a he's got a nice he's got a nice old timey robe. Oh wow. Robe. He looks like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, in, in old in all old, you know, old monarch stuff, people they were they were thought kings were of like godlike bloodlines, so they draw this circle around them in paintings. Yeah, so that's fair. that's why because Jesus always was depicted with this aura b- above their head, or excuse me, behind their head, and so did all the kings. Hmm. But this dude apparently caused people to confess. He is the confessor. He just went up to people and like, look at me, child. No, he's putting them did, in fucking chains. Look at me. <laughs> did you masturbate last night? Oh, yes. yes, sir. Master, yes. sir. I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> Blimey, mate. That's right. It's Australian. Get in the guillotine. <laughs> the church was remodeled to its current recognizable style by Henry III, with the body of Edward the Confessor enshrined in the epicenter. This guy's legit. They like this dude. Edward is a man. Good old Ed. Good old Ed. Over the years, nearly 3,000 people and 17 monarchs have been buried in the grounds of Westminster Abbey. The church looks ghostly and spooky after sunset, and people have perceived plenty of supernatural occupants in the pre- premises. So let let me tell you what: if you see a ghost of a monarch walking around, how is that possible? Are they an angel? First of all, no. Okay, I I don't want to bring any religious practices or anything, but could it be possible a monarch commits sins? And then God sees the sins, and that's why. Oh, absolutely! Let's just look at history with uh, Rodrigo Borgia, the one of the popes of of history, one of the Roman popes. That dude was as corrupt as it comes. I'm sure these guys got punished in purgatory a little bit. But first off, let me make this note: Why? Whose idea was it to bury so many people and monarchs in one place? This just seems like a bad ghost idea. These guys were superstitious back then. Why would you bury people all in the same spot like that? Yeah, well, think about like the Egyptians; they buried people. Uh, kings and shit in the same spot. If I was an advisor to the throne, I'd say, sir, sir, blimey. Vegemite, no. See, bad. (laughs) Here's the difference. The difference is back in the day, I don't think they thought about ghosts and shit. I think they just thought, oh, we need to respect the royalty and they're all going to get buried in the same place. No. No. And they put them in a casket and they they mummified these people, these these saints and whatnot. And like each part. When I was in Italy, they like mummify a finger and that's like a, a holy relic. Yeah. Bad idea. That You're asking for ghosts. You're asking for a haunting. Am I right? No. They gave you the opportunity to see what a real mummified person looks like. It's not pretty. It stinks. You smelled them? You smell something. <laughs> I think that's your sweaty butthole. <laughs> that stuff. So, so, when Edward the Confessor decided to build a church for royal interment 
and chose the site of a hundred-year-old Benedict monastery on Thorn, Thorny, 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 on Horny Thorny Island. <laughs> <laughs> in, in the, the Thames. Thames. If you weren't going to say it, I was going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> was he on a mission from God? A boatman on the Thames was carrying out his usual ferrying of passengers when a man in a cowl asked for passage across to the new church that Edward was building in homage to St. Peter the Apostle. As the boat approached the new structure, the traveler rose and on removing his hood showed himself to be none other than St. Peter. At that moment, the church lit up the night sky with a spiritual glow as St. Peter blessed what was to become arguably the most important religious building in England. This trailer reminds me of Diablo. Uh, I mean, if you if you read the Bible straight up, that's the inspiration that they got for that freaking game. How badass is that? For a tale of why this was built, you just have some dude in a robe just asking for a ferry ride. Then all of a sudden, he just takes his hood off. And it's the apostle. He's like, you will be the church. I want to know. You maybe, are the church. Maybe that's why Edward got his name, the confessor. So he confessed to the apostle on why he wanted to St. Peter. Church. Yeah. St. Peter is, is low-key a gangster, though. I do like St. Peter. I agree. Yeah. Uh, did you know he's a rabbit? <laughs> Come on. You should see our faces. Both of me and Adrian's faces were like, this is news to me. <laughs> Say less, oh my dude. Oh, my God. All right. We're, we're moving on from rabbits to John Bradshaw, Ghost of a King Killer. Oh, my God. That's a great title. Right? Yeah. This dude's a badass. So when I was researching this, we're going to go into all the ghosts that haunt this place. And John, I love his story. Well, let's get into it. John Bradshaw was a 17th century judge and the Lord President of the High Court of Justice who ordered the death of King Charles I. Holy shit. Yes. Right? Badass. Already. Dude, he sounds like an American. That's such an American name, though. John <laughs> Bradshaw. He's actually Australian. It's. Have you, have you guys seen Penny, Penny Dreadful? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know how the American guy, like Carney guy, comes over? Yeah. This is who he made. I'm thinking of right now. I'm thinking of Judge Minios from freaking Greek mythology here, just, just setting the souls where they're going to go. <laughs> John Bradshaw lived for a further 10 years after the royal execution. Dying on Halloween night, 1659. Let me die what on Halloween night. night. Yeah. yeah, let me die on Halloween night. That's when I, we started the podcast, Halloween, man. Gotta love it. His eternal rest was cut gruesomely short, however, as King Charles II wanted to send a message and disinter the bodies of all those responsible for the death of preceding monarchs, including Cromwell and Bradshaw himself from the Abbey. Whoa. He desecrated the body to pull out the spirit in some way. That is the first time in our limited research so far in this podcast that I've heard of something such like that. Yeah. Fuck the graves. (laughs) Fuck the graves. Already desecrated, Bradshaw's decomposing body was hung from Tyburn gallows some 14 months after his death. His rotting head was then stuck to a spike and placed at Westminster Hall as a warning to others. His remains buried unceremoniously beneath the gallows. How fucked up is it? You're trying to do your job as a judge, and you try putting away one of the monarchs. And mind you not, probably back in this time, it was never heard of that someone in power would actually be found guilty. So he does probably the right thing by putting this man away. And then he dies, and just King Charles II is just like, yeah, fuck his body. We're going to get him on the gallows. It just goes to show you, though, how corrupted power has been from the get-go 
But I also think it's sick as shit that they're still in the time where they're like, we're going to put your head in a pike. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Display Mm -hmm. it to everybody. Fuck you. Super, super cool. After 14 months of being buried, too. Ugh, that head must have been so grotesque. John Bradshaw kept an office in the Abbey Triforium, and it is here that his ghostly figure is seen relentlessly walking the gallery on the anniversary of the execution of Charles I, doomed forever to examine the consequence of his decision to commit regicide. Damn. This has got to be the most gangster story we've read so far. Right? I told you. I told you guys. Well I... done, Adrian. Can we, get, can, we get a, can we get a hype in the chat? Can we get a pog in the chat? Thank you. Well done, Adrian. <laughs> pog in the chat. He's killing it on both these. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to go into the ghostly conversations in the cloisters. The monk who haunts the cloisters of Westminster Abbey is called Benedictus and is believed to be the ghost of a 16th century holy man who was murdered during an attempted robbery at the church. Why are they all named Benedictus? I know, that's such a common name. You know what? It always makes me think when you eat Eggs Benedict. I love those. You feel like oh, you need to be yeah. somewhat holy. Yeah, Aww. yeah. Do you think these names, like, low-key serious, do you think these names will come back into into fashion soon? In like, you know how everything's going to this weird no. renaissance lately? No, what it's no. going to be is it's just going to be, like, two letters. Yeah. Or a number. It's going to be, like, four and A. I'm naming my kid Y2K. Y2K. <laughs> but, like, Benedict Cumberbatch? Like, come on. I mean, he's got a pretty gangster name. No. Like, these, you don't what? think these are going to come back? No. Wolfgang? Like, Thaddeus and, and Leonidas? And Wolfgang. That's came back too. I can tell see that one, yeah. Mozart, Amadeus. <laughs> Amadeus, um, Amadeus. First reported at the start of the 20th century, what makes Benedict Benedictus so unusual is the fact that the majority of witnesses do not realize he is a ghost. <laughs> like, oh, what's up, Benedictus? How's it hanging? <laughs> Ooh, it's cold as shit. <laughs> I can't feel my body. Oh, I, oh. where's my dick? <laughs> <laughs> Seen strolling through the cloisters in the early evening, the only giveaway that Benedictus is ethereal is the way in which he floats and dissipates into the structure. The Westminster monk has spoken at length with tourists and visitors in a civil and perfunctory manner, only to vanish right before their eyes. I like this guy. Can you imagine having a full conversation with a ghost and you're like, hey, do you guys... Do you guys see Benedictus? He's a pretty cool dude out there. He's a great actor. They paid him well. fuck is Benedictus? He just he just dissipates into a wall. You're like, I'm crazy. It's like a fucking Scooby Doo episode where the eyes just follow you down the path <laughs> from the picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another haunting of Westminster Abbey: the shade of the unknown warrior. These How are good. Ass, dude. These are I, good. I will give it to the Brit, the British. They have some amazing names for the ghost. Yes, that is true. Yeah, we well, have like we got Tom, Tom the the child raper in America. We got Top we got, Hat Man. Yeah, Top Hat. We got Ghost okay. Black Eyed Kids. Oh, Top Black-eyed Hat Man kids. is worldwide. There's no other name for them. But okay, I'm just but saying. how gay is that? Like you could have been like the 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 you ghost. Just a, you literally just attacked half of a world. Yeah, not even a nation, a world. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but no, like like get the, off my planet. Like okay, how about the black the bad man of Slainsville? That's an okay name, right? Okay, that that's a cool one. That's an okay name, but. But the the shade of the unknown These warrior. These just sound like video game names to me. Well, where do you think video games get their names from? Ooh. From people who are like us, who are just like, like the other episode. I'm like, oh, it's fifty schlamming dongs to get to planet Uranus. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, when did you say that? Yeah, he did. It was, it was we were talking about aliens or something like that. In the oh, yeah. episode. Yeah, <laughs> I like that episode a lot. That was really fun. If you haven't listened to it, please go give a yes. listen. <laughs> Shut up, Adrian. Plugs. <laughs> Plugs. 
The Shade of the Unknown Warrior, perhaps the most well-known of the thousands of burials and memorials in Westminster Abbey, is the Tomb of the Unknown Warrior. The First World War saw horrific loss of life, and so many of the men killed in battle were unidentified, never to be returned to their loved ones. This, haunting, for surezies, 100% haunting. For jerseys. For jerseys. A 28 year old man saying for (laughs) jerseys. I have a a weird spine chill right now. Yeah, good. From a a, a grown ass man saying that. (laughs) Are you moist? Yeah. Moist. (laughs) No, you can't do it. (laughs) I can. (laughs) Fuck you, man. I'm around young children as well. Wait, cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) That's staying in. I bet you are around young children. I'm a coach. Sure thing, coach. <laughs> yeah, you call me call me coach, daddy. Yeah, you play with those balls, coach. <laughs> Can we talk about the real ass thing going on right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> For jerseys, man. For jerseys. Wait, wait. Cut that out. For jerseys, Adrian. Let's talk about it. For jerseys, man. <laughs> man. As a monument to all those who laid an unmarked grave. Graves, one such nameless casualty of the war was taken from where he fell in battle and re-entered into the abbey. On the 11th of November, 1920, the unknown soldier was laid in his final resting place, surrounded by the earth from the battlefield and covered with Belgian marble. Why Belgian marble? Was it prestigious or some shit? Well, it's it's basically a grave for... It's taking a stand for everyone else, so you have to make it like fancy. Okay. But well, yeah, why Belgium? Is it is it something to tie with World War One? You would think that's if where he's you would think it, started. You would think if he's an unknown warrior, it'd be like the good, bad, and the ugly, where it's like the nameless, <laughs> and there's nothing in it but money. <laughs> <laughs> no one is permitted to walk upon this grave, and a melancholy sense of poignancy hangs over the cold marble marker. When the abbey is at its most silent. The apparition of a soldier manifests, standing resolute besides the unknown warrior, bowing his hand as if in prayer, then fading away. Some like to say that this is the shade of the fallen soldier representing all those lost in battle. Perhaps he is there to stand eternal guard, never deserting his duty even in death. How badass is that? (laughs) It is. God's just like, hey, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, I know you died tragically, but I need you to stand watch forever this is almost speaking of like angel shit dude it's kind of he could be an angel angels I mean, aren't human this could be we're talking angel we're talking about some serious catholic ties here and there's an abbey with fucking saint peter you got edward the confessor like this is a holy site yeah but then i love it thinking angels demons right make sure. it very very easy and you have two angels and one demon theoretically looked at looked upon by the people as a demon, but he could also be an angel for what he did. Oh. So people are scared this could be an apparition, but in truth he's he's something of positive manner. Exactly. It's intriguing. This whole this whole thing, Adrian, well done. This is very intriguing and I had no freaking clue that any of this existed. Yeah, what do you guys think about Westminster Abbey? This is nuts. Like I would be curious to see I wanna go. Yeah. I we keep on getting more places. Guys, we gotta start traveling. I honestly never thought I'd go to Britain. Really? I, I never I thought, hate it. Never I, that's thought like I'd go one of the, the main places on my list. Like we actually know people there. Like it's such a it's like it's a it's a way we as Americans we can go and like enjoy it just as much as they enjoy it there. Like it's a very welcoming place. We'll have to go. 
For sure. All right, we're doing it. So, Adrian, what's this Tower of London? Shit. Do you want to hear the shrieks of innocent prisoners? Hell yeah, boy. Then go to the Tower of London. <laughs> <laughs> what well, if I say no? <laughs> no, well, please, no. Then don't go there. Okay, thank then you. We're, this is a warning as well as a welcome. Oh. You guys get to make the choice. Thank so, you. let's talk about the Tower of London. Located by the banks of River Thames, this is historical castle is officially Her Majesty's Royal Palace and known to be one of the scariest places in London. From 1100 to 1952, the Tower of London was used as the prison by the royal family. Large number of convicts were tortured, beaten, and beheaded there. Nice. Till, oh. till date, visitors continue to feel uncanny, uncanny, observe scary shadows, and get unnerving spine-chilling feelings at some parts of the castle. So this is, the Tower of London is is that little courtyard-looking castle thing Yeah, in the Queen's area thing. How do you not know what the Tower of London is? Well, I don't know what it's called. I know it exists. You know, you see Big Ben and you see all this stuff. Hey, <laughs> lizard people. Lizard people. All right? <laughs> I don't want, I don't associate with Clean Lizard because she's a lizard person, all right? <laughs> well, she's coming back, baby. <laughs> Let me just tell you, there is 13 ghosts to this tower, and each one of them, people, for some reason, just know and could associate it with people that have either died there or have been in that tower at some point working there, and they just have some kind of theme within this tower. And that's just crazy to think about. 13 ghosts that they can name. So let me start off with this first one. Like the coolest one, sorry. This yeah. is like the coolest yeah. fucking one. This guy fucks. <laughs> no? <laughs> you think? No? I mean, this guy's <laughs> legendary. I'm not gonna I'm not No. His no. name is Guy Fox. It's, <laughs> this guy it's Fox. said different. It's said different. It's Guy Fawkes, isn't it? It's Fawkes, but his joke was funny. Come his on. mask, his mask is like super fucking. Oh my god, he's the he's the fucking um, French Revolution mask guy. Yeah, it's V for Vendetta. If you've ever watched that movie, okay. I, I I personally love this dude. He's he's gangster as shit. Okay. Guy Fawkes, Guy Fawkes, was taken to the Tower of London after his part in a plot to assassinate James the First at Parliament in 1605. Imprisoned in the Queen's house, Guy Fawkes was subjected to intense torture, likely on the rack in the White Tower dungeons. Can you hear his screams? I How, not from this room, I can't. <laughs> How crazy is that? Someone that that's just out there, especially in such a really like it's a cool place. Like this is this where the Queen actually lives? It's like this is like the actual place, or is there a different place? No, I think no, that's she, the palace. Yeah, but still, this is close enough that it's just strange that. They just assassinated. The, I mean, they just executed this dude here. Yeah, that's where they t used to take the prisoners. Wow. Yeah. They used to beat them, torture them, everything. Next, we have Amberlynn's procession. As ghost stories go, there are few as spooky and as tragic as this one. When Henry VIII broke with the Roman Catholic Church to set aside his first wife, Catherine of Aragon, and became the supreme head of his new church, the Church of England. Anne Boleyn became Henry's second wife. Just three years later, Anne was accused of adultery and taken as a prisoner by barge along the River Thames to the Tower of London through the infamous Traitor's Gate. Anne was beheaded on the Tower Green and laid to rest in the Chapel Royal of St. Peter ad Vincula, St. Peter in Chains. The parish church of the Tower of London, some 300, 
40 years later, a soldier reported seeing a light burning in the closed chapel. After climbing to a window to look with within, the soldier is said to have seen a procession of knights and ladies led by a headless Anne Boleyn. I remember learning, I vaguely remember learning about this in school, headless well, Anne Boleyn. Yeah, well, we talked about her on um, The Witching Hour. Okay. Or not, not The Witching Hour, Bloody Mary. Okay, I, I was, I was going to say, this is, this is all starting to sound super familiar, but yeah. I'm also just wondering if I'm just being stupid and remembering something I don't actually remember. This next one's interesting. I didn't... Well, this one's a wild one. Yeah, it is wild, but let me get a little bit closer into Anne Boleyn. Uh, the soldier fainted from the fright of seeing her ghost. Really? Yes. He he fainted and was about to be court-martialed for being asleep on duty. <laughs> got those Dude, weak. they take that shit serious over there, those royal guards. Yeah. Well, however, many other guards came forward to protect him because they also claimed that they'd see the same ghost of Anne. Whilst on night duty. That's wild. Oi, he ain't got those British <laughs> knees. All right, he ain't got them. And then, this is a good fella. So, so Australian. Oh the result God. of this is they let the soldier go. Oh. Just like he fired him? Yep. Just, wow. They're hmm. like, okay, we won't court martial you, but you can't work here anymore. Interesting. There's, what a way to get laid off. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a ghost. I, I know what I saw. You're fired. Get out of here. So go. another famous story about this ghost in the tower. Uh, Anne's decapitated body was originally buried beneath the floor of St. Peter's Chapel. In 1876, Queen Victoria ordered that the bodies in the chapel should be exhumed and buried more appropriately. A short while later, one of the captains of the guard was patrolling the tower at night and saw a strange flickering light in the chapel. He climbed to one of the windows and pressed his face against the glass. He was amazed by what he saw. Inside the chapel, he saw a precision of lords, ladies, and knights in armor. This is taking me back to the one show. What one show is it? Of uh, Archive 80. Yeah, yeah, Archive 81. Yeah. Where they're... The cult procession in the in the basement yep. of the historical society. Yep. Yes. So inside the chapel, he saw a procession of lords, ladies, and knights in armor. At the center of the festivity was a small, delicately dressed woman. Later, he identified her as being Anne Boleyn. He remained at the win- window, transfixed by the strange and un- otherworldly scene. After a few minutes, the lights in the chapel faded, and the procession of ghosts disappeared. The ca- captain of the guard was left gazing through the window of a dark and empty old church. That's you know a what's, great story. Yeah, you know what's wild is, this is all happening right when Henry VIII is like, disinvited himself from the church. And so, it's right. a lot of uh, a time of turmoil. Uh, and this is when um, Mary is trying to take back her rightful throne. Right. Weird. A lot of weird energy going on. Yeah. Interesting. So it, that's an interesting point there. I feel like, <clears throat> I'm just going to say this, preference all these ghost sightings. I feel like each one of these sightings we could do an episode on. And probably will in the future because these are all very interesting and intriguing. Like the next one Chase is going to talk about, it's interesting enough to dedicate a whole episode to. I, I didn't know this. So thank you, Adrian. Henry the Sixth. That's interesting. Uh, Henry VI was imprisoned in the Wakefield Tower of the Tower of London. Henry VI was murdered at the altar in the king's private chapel in 1471, close to midnight, the witching hour. Henry's ghost is believed to haunt the Wakefield Tower, appearing on the stroke of midnight. That's always cool when you can take the death of somebody, a historical figure or whatever, and at that death, and they appear at the same time they died. 
I usually believe those cases more than any other when it's like actual reoccurring time. How funny would it be seeing a good, <laughs> like a king in his robe and or whatever dr- dress they used to wear, and that's the ghost you see? I would be so pissed. It's not I'd funny. Like, this is fucking stupid. I'd be horrified. <laughs> I'd rather see like the crazy girl walking around. Headless, Headless and Anne Boleyn? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. I think it'd be cool to actually see them like, because it gives it a, a stroke of validity to it. Yes. When they're actually saying. in their garb. Mm-hmm. Bunch of load of shit. <laughs> no, this next one's a load of shit. The ghost of a bear. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh my God. This is a badass thing that I would love to see. Uh-huh. Henry the Third, you want to have a ghost bear come after your ass? I've played <laughs> enough not, video games that is not cool. He's not played Day, Day Z or what was it? Um, um, what's the one we played with the ghost with the, the zombie bears? Dude, it's not even that. I was playing Elden Ring. Yeah, I, I went up and I just fucking like backstabbed some little crypt looking dude. Yeah, a bear magically summoned on my ass and killed me. <laughs> what a fucked up game. Yeah, stop backstabbing people, Chase. <laughs> so the ghost of a bear. Henry the Third housed his menagerie of wild animals at the Tower of London including a gift of either lions or leopards from the Holy Roman Emperor Frederick II in 1235. Pumas, tigers, jackals, an elephant from France, and even a polar bear were to follow. Visitors came to the tower to see the creatures with bear baiting going on to become a popular pastime in 16th and 17th century London, and it seems the horrors of this pastime were still heard today with the ghost of a bear, which is said to appear from behind the door of the jewel room. Perhaps a spectral guard to the crown jewels? I got a guard for my crown jewels. <laughs> <laughs> he took a nice pause to drop that dad joke. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. The ghost of a black bear is also reported to appear near the Martin Tower in 1816. Now, come on. Ghosts of bears and shit? I ain't never heard of that. Too. But how they, they have it just immediately makes me think of like choice. all the bear fighting videos in Russia. Hey, if we're going to believe the rest of this bullshit, we're going to believe in bears. the ghost of a bear. Okay. He wants to talk about ghost vampires. <laughs> They're we real. Can't talk about They're attacks. real. Attacks have been made. They need ectoplasm to survive, and they and they need to feed on Adrian's energy. And if you don't move enough, they'll catch you. <laughs> King Boo, baby. Sir Walter Raleigh sent to the tower no less than three times. Explorer Sir Walter Raleigh was imprisoned by both Elizabeth I and James I, spending over 13 years in the Bloody Tower during one confinement and attempting suicide. Sir Walter Raleigh's last imprisonment at the Tower of London in the Botship Tower took place in 1603 before he was beheaded outside the Palace of Westminster. The Westminster Abbey plus the Tower of London? So intriguing. I'll have to, I'm not too great on this, but Sir Walter Raleigh is the one who went out to fucking colonize America. Yeah, I'm a little confused. This yeah. name sounds so familiar, but I can't remember. Well, it's Raleigh, North Carolina is what right? it's named after, it's I'm pretty sure. It's the same and everything. Sir Walter Raleigh was the colonist that went to the New World. Yeah. And uh, Queen Elizabeth I, I want to say it correctly, yeah. she gave him a bunch of uh, awards and everything. So... His imprisonment then was <clears throat> the queen died in 1603. Raleigh was arrested on, so she died March 1603. He was arrested July 1603 and charged with treason for his involvement. The main plot 
against Elizabeth's ex- successor, James the First, and then he was imprisoned. Hmm. And Interesting. Then, yep. I didn't know he went back and he he's died. like, he's <laughs> like, America's great. You know what? I'm gonna give them everything that all the secrets, all the British secrets. Fuck, fuck Britain. And then they're like, no, you come back. We're gonna, we're gonna come kill you. No, he just didn't skating. like James the First. Huh. So he went back and he was just like, fuck the James the First guy. Let's hmm. let's get someone else in this bitch. So oh. much history to learn. That so is. much. Yeah. All right, coming in a whopping number six, the faceless young woman. In 1957, Welsh guardsman Johns was on sentry duty at the Salt Tower when he encountered a shapeless form with the face of a young woman, perhaps one of the many women who suffered a terrible fate at the Tower of London. Number seven, Margaret Pole. Like Anne Boleyn, the beheading of Margaret Pole, Countess of Salisbury, took place on Tower Green, which lies to the west of the White Tower. Brought to the scaffold by Henry VIII for the crime of being the mother of Cardinal Pole, who opposed Henry's self-created position as supreme head of the Church of England. Margaret Pole was 67 at the time of her death. Eyewitnesses say the executioner on the fateful day in 1541 was a wretched and bloody youth, who, unable to perform a clean execution with his axe, instead hacked at Margaret Pole's head and shoulders. That eternal scream echoes throughout the towers today. That's actually twisted. And and that ties into our theory of traumatic events. Yes, being executed is traumatic, but being beheaded poorly, you know way traumatic. You know what's even more impressive? It's 1541 and this lady's 67 years old. Th- That's impressive. Low key. <laughs> like, yeah. Honestly, she's probably like, please, just fucking end it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Number eight, the white figure. The Tower of London is protected by the Yalman Warders. Nickname Beef Eaters. Oh, that's cool. The gin. Beef Eaters gin. Yes. Interesting. Yes. I've never heard this. Just like Meatloaf, the artist. <laughs> what? You've never heard of Meatloaf? Yes. Okay. Far left field. <laughs> we're talking about Beef and Eaters. it's gone. We're talking about Beef Eaters, and now we're talking I'm about talking Meatloaf. I'm talking about gin, and you're talking uh, about Meatloaf. Whatever. <laughs> Are you a Beef Eater or not? <laughs> I like Meatloaf. No, I'm a vegan. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a vegan, too. In 1864, Captain J.D. Dundas observed a Yalman attempting to charge a whitish female figure with his bayonet. Chillingly, this apparition appeared in the courtyard where Anne Boleyn was beheaded. I think Anne Boleyn is making a bunch of ghost friends here. Ghost army. Yes. I think so, too. It's like the ghost army of Robert the Doll. Yes. (gasps) They're real, I'm telling you. Chase is convinced that Robert the Doll is manifesting he an army. He is a commander of yeah. spirits. <laughs> of the soldiers. Of the soldiers of Fort Mortello. Thank you. Lady Jane Grey. She sounds sexy. Known as the English Queen with the shortest reign, Protestant Lady Jane Grey became a queen after the death of King Edward VI, son of King Henry VIII. Edward named Lady Jane Grey as his heir in his last will. Over his half-sistered Mary. A pawn in royal power games, the king's protector, John Dudley. She hot? No. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you don't know, man. She's got a forehead that makes LeBron's look small. (laughs) A pawn in royal power games, the king's protector, John Dudley, had arranged for the 16-year-old Lady Jane Grey to marry his son, Lord Guildford. On Edward's death... On July 6th, 1553, Lady Jane Grey became queen, 
a title she was to hold for just nine days before the council decreed that Catholic Mary was the true ruler of England. Lady Jane Grey and her husband Dudley were executed on the infamous Tower Green in 1554. The white figure of Jane is said to haunt the battlements of the Tower of London to this day. Let's take a time out. Yeah. How fucked is it that you believe that you're, you know, the ruler of England? And then they're like, no, let's declare it. It's someone else. And then you have to die for it. Dude, yeah. No, yeah. Well, that's the thing. The This is going to get real political. The bloodline, the actual bloodline of the UK is so fucking muddled. It's muddled as shit. And like... There are a lot of people that should probably be the rightful heir that are are not because of this Absolutely. shit. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but that's how it is. You don't want that bloodline to leave and you think you're the ruler? Fucking kill them. Yep. Everything was easier back then. If you had a problem with someone, you just kill them. Yeah. That was the only solution. Oh, hell, I would solve all my chase issues. <laughs> good luck, buddy. Yeah. I'd just see that battle. Yeah, good luck. Hey, <laughs> new question. Battle of the death. Chase or KFA? Oh, no, no. I ain't answering this goddamn question. You two, kiss and make up, all right? <laughs> Butt stuff. The monk's footsteps. If you visit the Tower of London, listen out for the sound of sandals slapping against the stone floors. <laughs> Slap. I just imagine fish. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It chases it. <laughs> In my butthole. <laughs> Got them cheeks, baby. <laughs> Ow, stop. That hurt. Reported to be from the steps of a ghostly monk. Number 11, Arbella Stewart. An oft-repeated ghost sighting at the Tower of London is that of Arbella Stewart, cousin to Elizabeth I. Arbella was imprisoned by James I for marrying William Seymour, nephew of Lady Jane Grey, without royal consent. Seeing this match as a possible threat to this throne... James placed Arabella under arrest at the tower where she's either refused to eat or was purposefully starved. Arabella's ghost is thought to stalk the queen's house. That's not a ghost. That's a skeleton. Yeah, she never died. <laughs> she never, she's, just there. she's just there. She's like, feed me. I'm so hungry. I just wanted to find love. I love it. I love no how- one will fuck these bones now. <laughs> Wow. Why? What? I love how it changes the solution to everything. Either fuck it or kill it. You know? And there's no in between. But I also hate, maybe you were an old British monarch in a past life because that was all you did. Either fuck it or kill it. The Lost Princes. On the death of Edward IV, Edward's young son, 12-year-old Edward, became King Edward V. Man, there are a lot of numerals in this shit. Holy fuck. Yeah. Can't they come up with a better name? <laughs> just, just keep reusing the same one? Yeah. Oh, you're just another number in the system. I would like to be Steve the Second, please. <laughs> You'll be Scuba Steve the Second. Scuba. Under the protection of his uncle, the Duke of Gloucester, I know I butchered that, so I'm sorry, Oscar, wanted to take the crown for his own. The Duke of Gloucester imprisoned Edward and his young brother Richard in the Tower of London. Their mother, Elizabeth Woodville, took sanctuary at Westminster Abbey. After declaring young Edward illegitimate, the Duke of Gloucester became King Richard III. Am I saying it wrong? No, it, I'm just. I'm glad you're sticking with it. You're being very consistent. <laughs> Although maybe Gloucester is incorrect, we're sticking with it, and I love that about that. <laughs> so after declaring young Edward illegitimate, the Duke of Gloucester became <laughs> King Richard III, and. <laughs> 
And Edward and Richard were never seen again, believed to be murdered at the order of their uncle. The bones of two children were later found beneath a staircase in the Tower of London. How fucked is that? That's this just is wild. That's just proper structuring for a building. The bones of the children. Why is what is with this place? This oh, okay, the nameless thing. What are we? Fucking World of Warcraft. <laughs> the faceless ones. Hey, that's why it only has one sentence. Oh jeez. The name oh the, we're gonna finish this off with number thirteen. The nameless thing. Lastly is the nameless thing. A petrifying spirit which follows the guards of the tower as they walk their beat from the river's Sally Portal entrance. You know what that's called? The Queen. <laughs> Could you imagine walking up on the Queen late at night, a dark hallway, and be like, oh, I didn't see you there. Holy shit. Well, what what did you guys like about the two unnerving places in London? Uh, they're cool. I want to visit them. They sound fucking dope. I feel like just because of the past, it has to just be petrifying. I feel like even the streets of London could be have some weird ass shit. Oh, yeah. There's just so much like death and corruption in this one location. Like, how is this not? It, it, obviously, it's a paranormal hotbox, but it's just unbelievable it even exists. I just, I just can't wait to see what the the Brits are gonna think when they see three young white Americans out there with a whole bunch of paranormal shit. Just like, you know, they're gonna talk so much fucking shit. <laughs> I'm getting readings. I'm get. Oh, you guys feel that chill? Is this Amberlin? Is this Amberlin? I think we've discovered Amberlin. Oh, it's Please. a nameless thing. Like, comment, describe. <laughs> you guys seen this in the live stream? <laughs> <laughs> they were walk around like a bunch of all those fucking bloggers. They got the camera with the thing up there. Oh yeah, so turn around. That'll be us. The selfie stick. The selfie stick. It's I, it's I, a thing. It'll I come back. just want a picture of Chase holding the selfie stick. That will complete me. Okay. Anything for you, boo. All right. Well, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. London is full of death and destruction, and there's a lot that goes on there. So. There's no wonder there are so many goddamn stories out there because we just scratched the surface. There are tons and tons of story in the, stories in the UK. So, as promised from last episode, we still have two more stories from our good old buddy Oscar. Uh, and we are going to read them now and finish it up for you. Good old Oscar from the UK. Fair dinkum, right, Oscar? Yes. <clears throat> okay, let us continue his stories as I butcher more British words and British accents. So, continuing on. I also lived in an old rectory in Bedfordshire for less than a year. The previous tenants had suspected paranormal activity with items disappearing and reappearing. I lived in the attic and would often see things out of the corner of my eye, but never anything clearly. Living in the attic, random thought, I didn't think that actually existed until like I found a friend in Denver who lives in an attic. Like It's a legit thing that people build. Now. I didn't even know... The houses had attics anywhere. <laughs> Maybe it's more common in London, but here I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked. So good on you, Oscar. The door was old-fashioned and made of wood and would occasionally move if it was windy as if it was drafty. This was only a slight noise. It would need to be pretty windy. So was obvious and rare when it did happen. But often, usually one to two times a week, and on those days, one to three times, I'd hear two distinct knocks on the door and answering, assuming it was a family member but there was never anyone there. There was also an electric jukebox downstairs that was on one day, blaring static when I went down. Weird, turned it off by the button. It did this almost every evening for a week until I unplugged it. But the most bizarre event that occurred in that new wing of the house, I was sitting watching a film with my dad in the lounge when all the windows and doors shut 
And this was a new build, so no drafts. Behind us, two books suddenly shot off the shelves, one landing over a meter from the shelf. No books were perched or overhanging the shelf. Somehow, they'd moved from the back of the shelf and out. There wasn't any sound of them sliding. It sounded like a very fast motion. Utterly creepy, assuming this was a poltergeist. Final story was about another Plymouth house of a friend of mine stayed in. We'll just summarize what I can remember. Bunch of mates looking for a house together found somewhere pretty cheap. And as the previous tenants left before the agreement was up, so they took it over for a discount. Soon they'd learn why they had left so early. Lots of odd things had occurred. In my friend's room, he would hear the sound of a dog pacing on the wooden floors. In the kitchen plates of prepared food would be thrown themselves at walls. And this food would be smeared all over the wall as if by an invisible hand. My favorite. My mate made a meal, put it on the table in the lounge, and went in for a quick wee before eating. He was the only one at home at the time. When he came back, the sofas, tables, chairs, and all the furniture had stacked itself neatly in the corner of the room. Needless to say, they left as soon as their tenancy allowed. That reeks of Adrian's story. Of his... Is flipped futon? Yep, flipped futon. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. So we all know that that's a a common occurrence. And it's interesting that even Oscar, and I'm proud of you, Oscar, for being able to recognize that you had possibly had a poltergeist. Yep. Yeah. And it even talks, like, reminds me of the infield. Plates and shit moving all over, stuff getting thrown on the ground, lots of different noises and knocks and shit. We'll have to pay attention as, as the podcast grows and moves on and matures that... Is London just a paranormal hotbox for poltergeists, or can they occur anywhere? Is there some sort of explanation? We'll have to piece together certain stories as we go on subconsciously and see if we can figure that out, because that's strange that so many different occurrences, personally, Oscar had had experience and his friends. Yeah. They're just telling him. Uh, You know, I just want to know, are all ghosts in London angry? (laughs) It's foggy old London town. (laughs) Oh, man. They don't have a Taco Bell, all right? If you had a Taco Bell, you'd be a happier person. No, you'd be shitting your brains out. Your ghosts would be getting shit out. They wouldn't be any spirits. You'd be happy while you were shitting on the shitter. (laughs) All righty. Well, again, thank you, Oscar. We appreciate it. Uh, We love those stories, and it feels good to have some relatable stuff um, and to be recognized for some of the things we talk about. So thank you. Well, if you know any king killers, give us a nice little message on our Gmail at stuckinthispurgatory at gmail.com. If you have some amazing stories for us to tell, give us a nice little DM on our Instagram at stuckinthispurgatory. If you want to look at the rest of our links, click on the link tree in our profile on Instagram. It all centers around Instagram, so just... Just follow us on Instagram, please. If you don't have Instagram, that's a red flag. I know how many followers we have on our podcast, and we do not have that many followers on Instagram. So get your shit together. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Catch I'm, up. I'm calling you out right now. Yeah. So, so angry. Hunter's <laughs> just looking back and forth like, oh my God, what's happening? Well, that's because we all are stuck in this Purgatory. Purgatory. Love you guys. Bye.